Welcome to the Unfiltered Motherhood Podcast with Jamie McLaughlin, where we dive into real-life topics about motherhood, unfiltered, unrestricted, and straight to the point. All right. Welcome back to the Unfiltered Motherhood Podcast. You've got Jamie here and Megan. Megan, say hi. Hello. And we are talking about the mental load of motherhood today. And I'm so excited. This is something that you and I have been talking about for months and months and months. Um, so yeah, so I'm really excited about this episode. So you want to start it off? I feel like you yeah, said- Yeah, I want to talk about you right before we started recording, you were like, Oh my gosh, this book about sharing the mental load. And I'm going to let you talk about it, but if this is something that has been an active developing situation in my home this week, so it's a developing situation. Okay. Yes. I talked in last week's podcast about, you know, calling my husband on the way home from driving my kids off at school and crying and yeah. just feeling overwhelmed and wanting to get it off my chest because how are you going to get help if you don't vocalize what you need help with, but also feeling like I I don't want to complain. Right. You know, I don't want to do that. Um, one of the things I said to him was, I just feel like I'm kind of a, a unique situation. I own my own business, but it's not physically here with me. Mm-hmm. It's in Houston mm-hmm. and I live in the DFW area. This has been a real adjustment for me the past couple of years. We moved from my husband's job and I left my business behind because all of the women who work for me, I didn't want to take that away from them. So we've got mental load one. Mm-hmm. Then coming here and trying to learn how to run my business remotely and feeling so disconnected. There's number two. Then I have all this time now. Like I'm still running a business. Yes. And I still have children, but they're both in school now. So technically I, from the outside looking in, I think it looks like I have a tremendous amount of flexibility and free time. Yeah. And so it's kind of a unique situation. And I told my husband, I'm feeling guilty. I feel like I'm not doing enough. But when I start to write down everything that I do, it's, it's a lot. so much. Yes. It's so much. And so I've got the mental load of all the things I'm actually doing, plus the mental load of feeling guilty, like I'm not doing enough. And finally, I was like, listen, I actually really like cleaning our house. Actually, I'm weird that way. I know that a lot of people don't know me. I love to clean the house. It doesn't feel like work to me. Yeah. And so... I don't, it's so hard to articulate, but basically I was like, I don't mind doing all the laundry. I don't mind doing all the cleaning and I don't mind doing all the grocery shopping, but you all need to pick your clothes up off the floor. Yeah. You know, or I said to him, if you notice the trash is full, please just take it out. Yeah. If you notice the dishwasher is full, please empty it. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. I genuinely don't see those things. Right. And I'm like, that's such a hard thing to help somebody start to see that. Yes. And so I had this like meltdown yesterday morning and I woke up this morning and the dishwasher was empty and it was just like game changer. The smallest, the smallest things. Yes. 
Yeah. But I was like, oh my gosh, someone else who lives in this house is actually caring for the house. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing is like we, you know, and I, I just pulled up an article that was talking about the, like defining the mental load and and all of those different things. And it, it says on here, um, a mother's well-being is affected by a high mental load. This causes them to be unhappy and discontented in their current relationships. Nine out of 10 married women feel that they're solely responsible for household management. The burden of managing the home causes women to feel overpowering anxiety. And they go on to like define it. um, And it's the mental load is the invisible task or labor that is related to family management. The mental work of managing the home doesn't only evolve around the physical work um, to be done. The person must also ensure the job gets done well. Well, um, you know, well, right. And it it, kind of just like talks a lot, a lot more about all those different things. Um, But I, um, you know, and again, because we run businesses and because we are naturally caregivers, we, um, are constantly managing other people and thinking about other people. And, and I have done a ton of work on this, not only my own research and books that I've read, but also within counseling and understanding the difference between the mental load of the household, but also carrying things that don't belong to me. And she has been such a big help in helping me differentiate. And the way that she does this is she says, um, everyone has like an invisible bucket and in that invisible bucket, we carry what we're responsible for. And it's different. I, I had previously talked about a book that we have about, um, what if, you know, uh, what is it called? I don't even know. My kids read a book that talks about that, but have you filled a bucket today? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than that, but she basically says we all have our own bucket of responsibilities. And oftentimes women take things out from other people's buckets, their responsibility, and we put it in ours and we're over-responsible and it overflows and it causes us to be exhausted and depressed and anxious when in actuality, those things don't belong to us. So like my husband's emotions, those don't belong to me. That's his to manage. My husband's happiness, that's his to manage. That's not mine. My husband's anxiety or, you know, whatever it is, not mine specifically, just saying like in general, my, you know, those are his own things to manage. The only thing that I'm responsible for is making sure that I'm kind, loving, respectful, communicating clearly, but it is not my job to fix him. It is not, I can't, it's not my job to solve these issues for him. So she's really helped me kind of define the difference between like what I am responsible for and what I'm actually not, which is really helpful. But it has taken years of counseling to get to the point where I now feel like my load is a little bit lighter. And and I don't know a lot of people who are doing this work, but it took me actually defining what the mental load was for me to understand why I was feeling this. So this is like probably eight years, six years in the making of getting married, having babies, going through all those like first early year fights. And, you know, my husband and I got together after I already had two children. And so he, um, we never had time without kids. So we've just been parenting since day one. Um, and so that brings a whole nother level of complications to the marriage, but, um, but we, and then having more, more children and kind of going through and him working full time and me also working and then me having baby, you know, there's so many different changes. And I used to complain early on that I was the only one who does anything in the house. He just gets up and gets himself ready for work and goes to work and comes home and eats. And my husband has always been very hands-on with the kids, like always from day one, which I so appreciate. But at the very beginning, he would do little things here and there, but he would just 
get up and get ready for work. And I was like, I literally can't do this. Like I'm going crazy. And so it started with like little things that I had asked him. I'm like, I need you to make me coffee every morning. I need you to make sure that I have ice water every single day. And I need you to unload the dishwasher every morning. And I need you to drive the kids to school on your way to work. Like, and he, so he started doing that. So, and that took the biggest weight off of me that I wasn't doing everything alone. But and then it also I got to the, you feel cared for. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and we're caring for everybody all the live long day. Yes. And I said this to my husband. I was like, you emptying the dishwasher. I know it's like a household task. You know how cared for that made me oh, feel? Yes. Do you know what a delight it was to wake up and not have to empty a dishwasher first thing? Yes. Like heaven on earth. Like it, my it was kid, just I, like, I woke up like you wake up and you know this, every mom knows this. You wake up and you go right into your mental to-do list. Da, da, yes. da, 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 da. What do I yeah. have to do today? It was someone had taken something off that list and it yeah. was a small thing. Was yep. it going to be a, a, a deal breaker for me to have to empty the dishwasher? No, but it was, someone was like, wow, you have a lot of things you have to do this morning. And I'm going to take one of those things off your plate. Like that right there. Don't buy me flowers. <laughs> To the dishes. Please don't give me jewelry. Yeah. Just please like do some stuff around the house. And it, it took me a really long time to learn how to articulate that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I, no one helps me. I do yes. everything. Nobody yeah. helps me. I had to think about like, okay, what would actually make a difference in my day? Because to be fair to my husband, she's not a mind reader. Yeah. Right. And as he said, as I said earlier, he doesn't see the things that I see. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I had to be like, okay, I want, like you said, ice water and coffee and dishwasher. These are the like, and and men, I mean, this is a huge generalization, but at least for my husband, he loves the specifics. Yeah. He's like the more specific, he's like, I'm not dumb and I'm very capable and I want to help you, but I need you to tell me how. Right. Yeah. And it well, felt silly initially to be like, well, I just want you to empty the dishwasher. Cause then you're like, oh my gosh, is really that's what I'm upset about is a dishwasher. But like, yeah. no, it's a, it's another item off of my list. That's yeah. what makes it significant. Yeah. And I also think too, this is like the beginning stages of opening his eyes to those tasks that he doesn't see now, but he now will start to see because he's aware yeah. of them. But there's just a general lack of awareness um, in general. And again, I have a hard time talking about this now because my husband has now taken on a lot of the mental load of the home now, currently. And there's a lot of reasons for that transition. Um I mean, a lot of things. And we have gone through a lot of work to get to that point where I'm not the only one thinking about things. Um, and again, it's not even the physical tasks. It's like the mental, like you're thinking about the tasks and then you have to execute those tasks and you have to ensure those tasks are executed properly so that you can function within your home the next day or that the kids have what they need or that everybody's equipped. And then you're thinking about their emotions and their mental health and their nutrition. And are they eating enough? Are they not eating enough? Are you feeding them a frozen pizza? Are you not feeding? Like all the things. And so we're taking on all of these things that are mentally like weighing us down. Um, and so, you know, the book that I had just told her about um, that I had read years ago was literally life changing for me. And I am um, trying to pull it up. It's called Fair Play. Um, and it's by Eve Rodsky, I think is how you say her last name. Uh, but it's called Fair Play. And it says, share the mental load, rebalance your relationship and transform your life. And I had read this years ago. And there's an activity that she 
has you do. It's and yes, it's a flashcard activity. Please talk about what you did with the flashcards because it's genius. It this was so life changing. Like I cannot even begin to describe. And I ha- I think I had talked about this previously in other episodes, but it was so it created so much awareness for everyone in my family. So what she recommends is she says, and she has like cards that you can use that you can purchase from her, but I just used index cards and I just took index cards and I wrote out every single task that needed to be done in the home. Not only the task, but like remembering it, like calendar, signing paper, sports, like every single thing to do with the home, running the home, grocery shopping, feeding us, packing lunches, like every single thing. I put down and wrote down down on individual cards. And then what I did is I cleared off the dinner table and I wrote everyone in our family's name on a card. So it was Stuart and Jamie and Brooklyn and Grayson and Mia and Olivia. And we just lined those up on the top. And I handed the kids the card and cards and I set them down on the table. And I said, okay, here are all of the different tasks that have to be done in this home for us to actually function in the home. I want you to place each card under the person who is responsible for that. Okay. And they had to go through and sort it themselves. And I stepped back and I didn't say anything. And so it was like unloading the dishwasher, daddy, uh, you know, like all the different things. And they, and then at the end, it gave them a visual of how there was nothing under their names. It was or all one, on yours yes, and or, a little bit under Stuart's. Yes, it was like one or two items. And at that time, it was Stuart and I, there was a lot of physical tasks under Stuart's, like mowing the lawn, like all those things. And then there were a lot of mental tasks under mine as well as physical, um, like meal planning and like all those different things. And so looking at our one, I'm like, okay, this, does this look balanced and fair? And they were like, no. And I'm like, exactly. So what are the things that we can physically move off of mommy and daddy's plates? For me, what I'm seeing is I need to take some physical tasks off my husband's plate because he also works a full-time job. And then what I'm also seeing is I need to redistribute these mental tasks among me and him and some of the kids. And so we physically were able to like move all these tasks around in our home to kind of balance it. Now, does our home run perfect? Absolutely not. Do the kids do all the things that we want them to do? Most definitely. Definitely not. Do I have to remind my 15, almost 16 year old to unload the dishwasher every freaking morning? Yes, I do, which is so annoying. And I say I, as in me and my husband, because he now fully understands what everyone's responsible for and also has that same mental load as I do. But again, it took us six, eight, 10 years to get to this point. And it's so hard because during six, eight, 10 years, your life is changing significantly. Oh my God. And that makes it even trickier. Like three years ago, I didn't live in this house. Yes, right. There were different things. Like this house has different needs than the house we lived in before. My children, like my my oldest daughter is almost 11. Yep. And she and I recently had a conversation. She's really enjoying cooking. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I would love it if you planned our meals for the week. Like you, she's old enough to do that. She's old enough to be like, you know what, mommy, I think I want to have steak on Monday. And I'm like, great. What do you want to have Tuesday? And then I will take on the physical task of going to grocery shop for those things while you're in school. But you have, you plan the meals and you give me a shopping list. You, Uh you're old enough. Open the pantry. Do we have penne pasta? No. Okay. Then you need to put it on the list. But four years ago, she was sick and she couldn't do that. Correct. Yes. So and it's like yes. our families are constantly evolving and changing. And guess who is keeping track of that? We are. 
are moms. Yes. And it's, it's just, you know, we're thinking as moms, like, what can I get? You know, we want our kids to be responsible. We want them to have good habits. We want them to be active participants in our household. It falls to us to make that happen. Like it's just another thing we have to do, but I think I'm going to have to take that flashcard idea because I love the physical representation. sounds so powerful. It's so good. And it's such a game changer for them to be able to see it. And again, like you still definitely carry the mental load of having to remind them and all those different things. And I'm, I am a a really good problem solver and I have done a lot of research on all different things. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well, if you're not remembering, does this child need a specific chart? Does this child need reminders in their phone? And like, we problem solve that way. So it I'm, but my, I'm constantly trying to take that mental load and equip my family with understanding how to accomplish these tasks, teaching them how to run a household. And I think this is one thing that you and I agree on. And I used to have an ebook and a course on CEO, how to be the CEO of your home. Um, and basically the, the way that I explain it is the CEO does not do every single thing. The no, CEO. Yes, they delegate. The CEO has the big picture vision of what you're doing as a unit, as an organization, and then they delegate and they say, okay, I see this person. They've got these strengths. I'm going to hire these managers. I'm going to hire, you know, and they have all these different things. And while, yes, they're still involved in day-to-day things, um, they are that bigger picture vision and they're equipping the people on their team to be able to handle these tasks um, to, you know, whatever. And I think that a lot of times moms are just doing everything and not equipping their family with doing it. Cause it's like, well, I'm the mom. I should like, I should, I should be doing it. I don't know if you feel this way, but I'm so outrageously type A that I'm like, I'll just do it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it right. Yeah. And my husband has said to me a lot recently, he's like, you know, you're your area to work on. I need to work on being more aware yeah. and I need to work on doing more. You need to work on being okay with how I do it. Mm-hmm. And that is so hard for me. Um, but it's important. But again, yeah. there's that, there's another thing on my mental load, improve myself, improve myself, <laughs> let go of control, <laughs> like- let go of control, grow a thicker skin, be more confident in my parenting decisions. Um, and I was, you know, I, I think we made a joke last week that we were like, you're going to hear my therapist said a thousand times. Yeah. My therapist said that moms, we look at other people, whether it's our spouses or, you know, whomever, and they've got like a, a trophy room, right? Yeah. Yep. It's maybe it's physical, maybe it's not, but like, if you get a bonus at your job, that's kind of a trophy. Like you're, you're getting a pat on the back. You did a good job. You're getting a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, for my husband, it's his MBA. Like that hangs on the wall. And that's something he's very proud of. It's an accomplishment for him. And the therapist was like, what is your trophy room? Because you provide a lot of value. You work very hard. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just a mom. And he was like, what is in your trophy room? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And he said, I don't remember how we got on it, but I said something like I was laying in bed with my 10 year old and she goes, mom, I love our talks like this. And he was like, write trophy. that down and put yep. it in a frame and slap it up on the wall because that is a trophy for you. Yeah. But we get so few physical reminders or acknowledgements of how much we do or how well we're doing it 
Mm-hmm. that it becomes this kind of like men, like, like I told you, I could sleep 12 hours and still be exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're doing so much. And it's like very infrequently. Does anyone just take the time out of their day? Like do your kids ever stop you in the middle of the night and be like, Hey mom, I know you had to give me some real tough love, but I know it's because you love me. and It's really <laughs> what I needed. And I'm going to thank you for this when I'm an adult. No, <laughs> no, nobody no. says that. Uh-uh. So you're carrying around, you know, like you have a teenager. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you guys have had to have some hard, uncomfortable, tear-filled conversations. Mm-hmm. You're now walking around like, oh, I feel terrible. I'm like, I needed to do this. This was the boundary yeah. I had yeah. to set, or this was the consequence that had to be administered, but I'm feeling terribly about it. So not only are you doing the thing, you're carrying around the emotion with it too. Yeah. And it's so taxing. Yeah. It, yeah, it really is. And again, it's like constant questioning. Like, did I do that right? Could I have done it better? Do I need to improve? And, um, you know, and then there's, you got to sprinkle in all the other things of like, like, what are other people going to think? Like there, you know, there's, there's lots of different things that, you know, do I have to explain this to someone? How am I going to, you know, how do I engage in this conversation with my husband? Or am I suck? I'm not doing as good. I look at so-and-so and I look at so-and-so on social media and I look at this and I look at that, or I should be further along or my kids should behave better or like all these different things. But we're so focused on that versus the positives, like you said, like, of wow, like my kids feel open to talk to me about things. And yeah. I have really good communication with my kids and I have a great relationship with my 16 year old. And we eat dinner every night together as a family, most nights together as a family. And we talk about our days and, you know, like there's, there's things that we are accomplishing along the way that we're not give, giving ourselves credit for, um, because that's the, ex- that well, that's how, like, if anything well, less than that, you're a failure. You guys should be eating dinner together every night as a family. Don't you know the importance of the family meal? Right. <laughs> right. We're like, why are we patting ourselves on the back for making that happen? It's we're supposed to. Let me tell you why. Because getting all these people to sit down Jeez. at a table together is like a Herculean effort. Literally. And the and we're in a season right now where all the kids are older. So they're 16, 12, almost eight, and six. And everyone wants to talk nonstop the whole time and they all want our attention and literally the whole meal we're like oh 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 and they're interrupting each other and they're talking to each other and then they're pissed at each other and one's getting up and one has ADHD and he can't even sit at a table and he doesn't like 90% of the meals and the 16 year old's rolling her eyes and her phone is dinging and the seven year old is crying like I'm like oh my god like I don't even want to eat a meal with you guys you're annoying (laughs) oh my gosh this morning the girls (laughs) <laughs> so let's talk about real mental load here. Um, <laughs> Olivia's school has a different special thing every day this week, uh, in addition to both of the kids having book there. So the worst. The worst. I needed to get cash. We need a whole episode on schools, by the way. On freaking school. So today, Olivia's, yesterday was like hat day. Monday was crazy sock day. Today was cuddly desk pet day. <laughs> Like, get like, real. Like, like, do you know how hard it is just to get these kids out the door? And now you want me to like go through every stuffed animal that they have to find a specific size and a specific color that fits on their desk. That, that like, oh my god, no! And, and like last Friday, Isabel had like camping day. It was camp out day, so they wanted you to bring a cuddling animal, but a blanket, but it has to fit in your backpack. And I'm like, you guys are just trying to make things hard for me. Truly. So this morning, Olivia's got her little panda that she's going to bring for her cuddly desk pet. Do you know what my kids argued about throughout their entire breakfast? 
are we going to call it bread or loaf of bread? <laughs> it's a panda. It's a panda. I, why does this matter? Why am I mediating an argument over what kind of bread we're going to call a stuffed desk buddy? Literally. Actually. Like it's, oh it's my actually God. mind blowing. And, and I'm like, and my husband, he'll say, just let him fight. And I'm like, I can for a little while. But then at some point I'm like, my head is going to explode. Literally. And the longer you two sit here and argue, that means you're not getting dressed. You're not brushing yes. your hair. You're not packing your snack in your water bottle. Like, oh my gosh, girls, we got to go. Literally. Well, my, we have the same thing. We all four kids. So I have four kids. They're at three different schools. So they're at a middle school, a high school and an elementary school. Okay. That's hard enough as it is getting them to all their different activities. Mind you, each teach, each child has multiple teachers. So like high school, there's like eight classes, middle school. There's like eight classes. The girls have different classes. They have co-cur. They've got all these different ones. We've got different teachers. Then they're in different activities and different sports. Then we're getting the different notifications and all the different things. None of the teachers use the same, the same means of communication. So they all have their different apps or they text or they send it through the app or they send it through email. And so you're checking 97 different apps to try to get 750 emails that you need to know that they need something by tomorrow. And the kids are like, I've got booster and I've got a fundraiser that I have to do. And I've got this and I've got that. And you're like, what the, if I wanted to do all this work, I'd homeschool you. Like homeschool would be a hell of a lot easier than this is like, this is actually crazy. And so I said to me, he goes, why is your phone battery always low? And I said, because I have to check the group me. I oh have to God. check class dojo. I have to check emails. I have to check literally the, the grade portal because I've got um notifications set if they have a grade that comes in under a certain level. Yes. And I'm just like, I am not on Instagram all I day. I wish I wish I was I would scrolling. love to just be doing candy crush and TikTok all day long. Literally. Yes. But I'm literally just like getting my paper planner out like Okay. Oh yeah. I got to get this email down on paper and then go to my other email and put this down. Like we're both (laughs) holding our planners up right now. And they're literally, and it's like, I'm like, I'm getting the notifications digitally and then I have to write it down physically so I can visibly see it. And then I have to put it in my calendar so that I get multiple notifications because inevitably I'm going to dismiss those notifications because I'm getting them all freaking day long. And so like last week or the week before, I, all the kids were doing fundraisers at their school, which I'm like, I get it. it. I feel bad for complaining because I'm like, I get it. I understand the schools are not funded like they should be and their budgets haven't increased like they need to, even though costs have increased. I'm like, I get it. I go to the meetings. Like, I understand that. But also, also, like, are you for real? Like, number one, do like, I don't first off know how the teachers are financially surviving. Second of all, like, I'm sorry, but like, have we seen how much groceries are? Like, no one is okay financially. Even the people that are okay financially are like, what the hell is going on? Like, um, this is a stretch. Like, this is stressful. So I had one child who was doing a fundraiser where they had to upload 10 phone numbers of family and friends so that they could call them to ask for money. Not even like, hey, I'm selling cookies or chocolate. Like, just donate. And then there was a booster and there was all these different fundraisers. And then my son was... I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm not calling my family right now. I'm not calling my family and hitting them up times four kids. This is like thousands of dollars you're wanting me to beg my family for. I cannot do it. I'm not doing it. And then in the midst of all of that, 
then each day they had different days. So it was like polka dot day one day. And I'm like, okay, that's easy enough, right? You think everyone has polka dot. No, we didn't have a polka dot shirt. And so I'm like, okay. And my six-year-old is like, I have to wear polka dot tomorrow. I can't be the only kid that's not wearing a polka dot shirt tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want her to feel left out. So I got to make, give her a freaking polka dot shirt. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll go to the store. No, it's nine o'clock at night. I can't go to the store. Nothing's open. So I'm like, okay, we've got this little like heart smiley face confetti that will tape on all over your t-shirt so that you feel included. And I'm like, finally losing my crap in the middle of my kid's bedroom. I'm like, this is freaking stupid. Fucking polka dot day. Like, why do the kids' schools do this to us? And I'm a flipping my lid right now. And my husband is like, not appropriate. You need to stop. Don't say that in front of the kids. And I look at him and all I wanted to be like is F you. <laughs> like, like, do you want to live to see another day? Actually. Because... And I'm like, I'm out of here. And so I like, I leave the room and we're fighting and the girls are crying. And I'm so pissed at this point. I'm like, this is, oh my God, why do they do this to us? And I'm like, blah, 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 whatever. So she didn't dress up. She wore a plain shirt. She found a random lay with flower, polka dot flowers that she wore. Who gives a crap? So she goes to school. She comes home and both the kids have the same kindergarten teacher one year after another. They're a year apart. And they were like, oh, mom, we went into school and we told Miss Odson, we were like, um, my mom thinks polka dot day is so stupid. And she's like, why is this called doing this to me? And she tells, and the teacher, thankfully, I love her. She's dying laughing. She's like, oh, I love your mom. But I'm like, oh my God. You're like, guys, be cool. <laughs> Don't like, tell them I was trash talking their fundraisers. Literally. And I'm like, and, and it like, just the goes. Thing is, during those fundraisers, if your kids don't like hit a goal, the class doesn't get a pizza party. And it's or, your child's like, fault. I had, what happened? Something happened. There was like an extenuating circumstance where I was like not, I was out of commission right before fun run. And I had neglected to get anyone to donate for my six-year-old's fun run. And she came home and she's like, everyone else got, um, I don't know, a stress ball and for getting a donation today, except for me. And I'm just like, mother of pearl. Why? Like, why? why are you excluding the kids and making them feel like you also, this is public school. You don't know anyone's financial situation to put that kind of pressure on people who are not, it's not a choice school. It's not like I'm paying $12,000 a year in tuition and you know that I have extra funds. It's like, this is a public school to put the kind of pressure on the kids and, and make, and allow the opportunity for these kids to feel left out, not included. And I'm not that parent that's like, my kid has to be included in everything. No, you should know what it feels like to be left out because that's life, life, right? Experience. Yes, it is. It's fine. But also too, and I'm like, it's just so unnecessary. There's some, like, I would rather y'all sell cookie dough. Like I would rather, you I know would what buy I mean? like, cookie dough. right? Like a couple years ago, one, I think it was my daughter, her, I think it was choir. They sold cookie dough and it was so amazing. Cause I'm like, they did it in November and it was like, now I don't have to bake. Now I can throw this crap in the oven and give it to my neighbors. And all the neighbors bought it. And they were like, this is genius. I want five boxes. And it was just frozen cookie dough that you could bake. And it was like, and they made so much money. And so it's not that I'm against it, but going back to like the mental load of this, it's like, it's not just your mom guilt. Yes. 
Yes. Like you're not just thinking about all the daily tasks that you have to do, but it's like, is my kid going to be included? Do I need to donate? Or do I need to, I need to do this. I need to do that. Then they have to wear this and they have to have crazy sock day and crazy hair day. And they have to have this and they have to have that. And they have to have this. And you're like, holy crap, I haven't eaten today. I haven't drank any water today. I'm like, I don't want to be a bitchy mom. I don't want to be a grumpy mom. I want to be a happy mom. So I'm trying to be a happy mom. I'm trying to find a polka dot shirt and fucking... See, there we go. F bomb did it. There's First one. <laughs> okay, and I'm like, you know, there's some freaking confetti that we're gonna put onto a freaking shirt, and like, art, like, what, like, why, like, this is crazy. And then on top of all of that, then we make ourselves feel bad that we weren't perfect. Like, it's when you when you verbalize it, it's freaking comical. Like it's, it is. I, I, I think like we kind of started talking about this because I posted a reel on Instagram. Oh my God. It was actually my, I feel like we need the audio of that reel. It was my favorite thing. I'm playing the audio. I got to find it. Cause it was my favorite. I have never laughed so hard in my life. I have never felt so seen and related to. And like, I wasn't alone when she posted this because she literally verbalized my entire day. I played it for my family that night. And my 12-year-old son goes, oh, my God, mom, that literally is you. That's your day. I'm like, yes. So much. And, and basically what it was, was I drove through Starbucks and the barista, you know, I always get shots of espresso because I, there's just not enough caffeine in the world for me. And they take a while. Like pulling shots of espresso takes a while. So if you're behind me in line at Starbucks, I'm sorry. I'm that car that just takes too long. And she's trying to like kill some time and make some conversation. Did you find it? I'm trying to find it. What is the cover photo? Because I need to play this. It's so oh, good. Gosh. I don't know. Oh, um, gosh. and she basically is like, so you know, like what she got going on today. <laughs> and I was like, I could tell her, or I could just say nothing. <laughs> Where is this video? Because... I have to... Oh my god, I found it. I found it. Okay, uh-huh. I got I gotta play it real quick. It's so good. Let me make sure my sound is on. Let's talk about the mental load. So I was waiting for my coffee at Starbucks this morning. The barista, so lovely, said, so what do you got going on today? And I was in just a funky enough Monday morning mood that I almost told her the truth, which was, well, I started my day by banging my head against the wall that is gentle parenting while simultaneously trying not to fall into the trap of being a doormat or a maid. After I spend... 30 minutes running my kids across town in rush hour traffic to schools that start only 10 minutes apart, I'm going to go home and try and retrieve my house from the state of chaos and entropy that it has become over the weekend because inexplicably nobody in my family knows what a trash can or clothes hamper is for. Then I'm going to go to the grocery store, spend my kids' college tuition on fruit. Even though we bought 27 pounds over the weekend, it's gone and they love it and I love them. And when I see them eat fruit, it makes me feel like a good mom. It's a win. Then I'm going to go catch up on hours worth of PTA and school newsletter emails that have accumulated in my inbox since Friday because heaven forbid we miss a dress up day or flashlight Friday, I will never hear the end. To round out the day, I'm going to make a meal nobody likes or eats and listen to my husband and support him and hear about his day and his stresses and build him up and pump him up. I'm going to get my kids ready for bed. I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to get them a perfectly beautiful night of sleep ahead of them so they can have a good day at school tomorrow. But that felt a little heavy for a Monday morning. So I just said, nothing, I'm not doing anything today. <laughs> like, honestly, you could not have summed up a, a mother's day better than that. And I like, didn't even go into like, I'm going to work. 
like my, my, the job that I pay myself to do, I'm going to work. I didn't even talk about laundry. No, I didn't even talk about extracurriculars. No, it was, but it was twice as long. Honestly. And it was like the most perfect because it was like, I could have told her all of this, but instead I said nothing, I'm doing nothing today. And I feel like, again, it goes back to the mental load because it's like, now, not only are you carrying all of that, but you're like, I can't now burden this sweet barista. (laughs) I'm not going to burden my husband. I'm not going to burden my friends. I'm just going to suffer in silence and deal with it in silence because it's my job and I chose it and I'm going to be a mom. And, and we're like, it's like this nonstop heavy weight that we carry all of the time. And it just has like, it's, it's so heavy. It's so heavy and it's so tiring. And I actually told my husband this week, I was like, please stop asking me what I did today. I understand. Oh my God. Yes. That you are trying to express an interest. Yep. But I don't want to tell you that I did the same thing as yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before and slip in some new complaints because the kids did something new and weird. What I would like for you to do is say, Hey, tell me about your day. What can I help you with? Yeah, me, we literally just had the same conversation because my husband is so sweet and he's so thoughtful. And he's all like, my husband makes sure that I take my medicine every morning because I'm ADHD and I'm a child and I can't remember. And then I get mad at him inevitably because I'm like, stop shoving pills down my throat. And he's like, well, do you want You're me to help my you? Mom. Yes. <laughs> do you want me to help you remember? Or do you not? And I'm like, I do. I need it. I'm sorry. I love you. And he's like, and here's water and here's coffee and here's a lunch for you. And let me carry your stuff out. Like he is like top notch. I've husband. literally been there when he brings you lunch. Cause like, he's like you're not going to eat. I'm going to make sure that you eat the today. amount of times that he drops food off at the studio. Like he is the most thoughtful human on the actual planet. Like he is so freaking helpful. And I forgot where I was going with this. I don't even remember what we were saying. Okay. I'll fill in for you while you think of it. I, uh, I probably won't say, remember, but <laughs> like, I don't want him to ask me what I did. Oh, because yes. It's the, that's... it's the same. Okay. And yes. I, I, Ryan is like so different than Stuart. He's just like hardwired differently. He oh, wants We're. I feel like we're, I'm more like Ryan. Yes. And I'm more like Stuart. Mm-hmm. Like acts of service is my love language. Mm-hmm. That is my love language, 100%. And Ryan's is really more like words of affirmation. And so he's always trying to be like, tell me about your day. He wants me to talk about it. But what I need from him, and I was thinking about this, because, you know, Stuart will bring you lunch. He'll bring you this. We don't all, like, everybody's different. Like, we shouldn't expect everybody to be like everybody else. But I think as a mom, when you're carrying this heavy mental load, you have to look at, like, okay, who's my partner and what can I, what request yeah. can I make that is something that's kind of in their wheelhouse to do? Yes. And for Ryan, it has been like my birthday's coming up and I love the man. He's never, he's never going to be like an extravagant gifter. It's just like, he like when I was 35 weeks pregnant at Christmas, he gave me Tupperware and I cried <laughs> and like, I will never forget it. But that was like a turning point for our marriage. I just said, I'm going to tell you what I want. Uh-huh. And I yeah. need you to just say, yes. Megan, for my birthday this year, I made an Amazon wish list. 
Yeah. You know how happy I was to have packages all day long. Not only not only did my husband order me a ton off there, but he sent it to my family, my mom, yes. my dad, my sisters. Like I had packages coming in all day of like my cute matching things I'm never going to buy myself, but I'm like, ooh, wish list. I was so happy all day long. I walked around in my cute necklaces and my matching set with my cute glass coffee mugs. And I'm like, I am so cute. Like, this is amazing. This is so good. I feel that. And it's like, but yet again, this is another thing we have to do. Mental load here, okay? I basically made the decision, like, I don't want to be disappointed anymore. He's not trying to disappoint me. It's just not something he's hardwired to do. So I'm going to take this on. But it's one of those things where. And it's probably helpful for him too, because he doesn't have. Yeah. He doesn't have the energy or the function to be able to think and know these things ahead of time. So for you just to be able to like, Hey, here's a list of things. He'll be like done. Like Ryan's not going to be like, let me surprise you with a bougie dinner and arrange for a babysitter on your birthday. Like he just truly, it's, he's just not hardwired that way, but he is so flexible and wants to make me happy. That's Ryan's superpower. It's he's flexible. Yeah. That is his superpower. And I just said like, I've booked a babysitter for Friday and I've made a dinner reservation at this place and I want to go. And he's like, you tell me what time and I will take you and I will wine and dine you. And then I texted him yesterday and I said, I'm having all my friends over on Saturday night for my little like girl's birthday. And he's like, great. I'll take care of the girls. I'll put them to bed. I'll make sure they stay like whatever. It's not that it's an issue of that. He just isn't think he's not, he's never going to like come up with those things, which is totally fine. Like, but I think we've got to stop like martyring ourselves and being like, oh, well, my husband would never do that because we already feel so like beaten down. We're already carrying this like heavy mental load. We're already feeling like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. I want someone to do something nice for me (laughs) on my birthday. Yep. And nobody has a better stocking than me on Christmas. Yep. Because I do my own. And that thing is on fire. And Ryan's superpower is he's like, yeah, whatever you want. I'm flexible. I want you to be happy. And it's like, you got to meet people where they're at, but you have to prioritize yourself. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I, I, to that note, that was, you know, one of the conversations that me and Stuart had is I'm like, he's very caring and loving and thoughtful. And he always wants to know, like, how was my day? What did my day look like? And I, I, at the end of the day, like I have now realized the end of the day, that night is not the time to connect with me. It's just not. And that's the thing that we, you know, with my counselor and with him and I, that we've kind of figured out is I, that is not the evening is not the time to connect with me because I am so done at that point. I'm ready to shut down that I don't want to talk to anyone or be touched or anything. I'm done for the day. Like I'm ready to go into a coma. So I have to now make like, he's just looking for that connection. I'm looking for the rest. So we're now missing. Yeah. We both need and not taking care of our needs and not getting our needs met. And so instead it's like, okay, Hey, I see that like you're lacking connection and quality time with me. So I know that nighttime is not going to be that time. So instead, I'm going to fill your bucket by having quality time once a week and doing a date once a week with you or sitting with you on Sundays or going to lunch with you so that your bucket's filled. So that way, by the end of the night, you don't really want to talk to me because your bucket's filled with love. Like, you're good. And if the is, so, I mean, oh my I'm gosh. Not, like, you can I, feel like the out, once it hits like four o'clock. I'm done. I got nothing Isabel's left. got cheer practice at six twice a week. And do you know how hard it is for me to get out of my house at six o'clock to go? Every Thursday, 
every Thursday, my kids have gymnastics and every Thursday I'm like, do we really have to go? And my do husband, we really have to go to this. I yes. don't want to go. And thank God for my consistent husband. Cause he's like, yes, I'll take them sit at home. You're good. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a saint. But like my kids would never show up to anything if it were up to me, because I'm the eight. I'm, I typically here, here's what I found out. <laughs> What I've realized in all my friend relationships is I'm the husband and Stuart's the wife. I yeah. always relate more to the husbands for some odd reason. And he is more like the wife. And again, it was flipped. Like we definitely have flip-flopped a lot in our marriage. But currently where we're at is I'm like the tapped out husband and he is like the on wife. Like he is on it. He's got the kids under control. I also have like a million health issues. I've had Bell's palsy for like nine or 10 months and I'm like trying to heal my body. And they're like, rest, go to sleep. Don't stress and I'm like okay you want like you want to get rid of my kids like what does it even mean like so whatever but um but yes like we we had to have that conversation where I'm like I, I get that you're like wanting to connect with me and I love that and I appreciate that but like I don't want to rehash my whole day I, I don't want to I don't want to talk about it it was probably like not super interesting no it's important everything I did was important everything I did was valuable but like Jamie how many times have you ever texted me at like eight o'clock and I don't reply, but at 5 a.m. the next morning, I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do not like at night. I'm you're, done. You're I, done. You're done for my friends. Like, yes. I just cannot be there. I have friends that like want to text at night or whatever. And I'm like, I'll text you at 5 a.m. I'm right. And how many times do you text me at 5 a.m. and you don't get a response till 11 or 12 in the afternoon? Everybody's just different. But like, goodness, we can have friendships where people just like meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. And like people know, like, you know, if I don't reply to a text that night, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just fried. And you'll hear from me later. Uh Thank goodness for. And that's why like motherhood friendships are the lifeblood of motherhood I think like how are you supposed to do it without people who get you and understand you how would you do it yeah And I think you and I have done a lot of work, which allows us to have that kind of relationship because I do know a lot of people that feel the pressure to text outside of their bandwidth. And they're like, well, I have to get back or that person's going to get mad at me. Or like, I'm not even going to text them back the next morning because then they're going to be mad at me and they're going to think I ignored them. And they like mind F themselves because they're like all concerned. And it's like, no, I don't need you to text me back right away. I understand how much you carry because we talk about it. I know how much you carry and I know that you'll get back to me and prioritize me when it fits in your schedule, because I also understand your priorities and you understand mine. And this was something my counselor had to go over with me because she was like, I'm like, you know, I'm great at boundaries. Like I seriously, like when it comes to my kids or when someone crosses a boundary, like I don't care when it comes to boundaries with myself personally, I'm like, not that good at it. And I'm like, I, and I'm not a people pleaser, but there's like a certain element, which we found out like my trauma is comes out on everyone else. But one of the things she said is she's like, here, here's what we need to do for you is you need to imagine like a target, right? Like a shooting target. And you've got that inner circle. And then you've got the other outer circles. She was like, the only people that matter, the, the only people that go in that inner circle are Stuart, Jamie, Brooklyn, Grayson, Mia, and Olivia. That is the only time anyone is in that circle. And then that next level is is that next level of priority. And then that next is that next level, right? She's like, right now, what you're doing is you are pushing all these other people in that center circle, which in turn is pushing all the important people out. And they're now feeling it. And she was like, you're not even on the target. 
And I was like, and he should be dead center on it. And I'm like, oh my God. She's like, you're literally not even on the target. You are not even a priority in anything that you're doing. And that is going to make everyone that you're forcing in and everyone, everyone's going to suffer because you're literally not even on the target. Like you got to throw everyone out, put yourself back in, and you've got to make some hard decisions on business and where your time is spent and your future and your financial future. And you've got to make some hard choices because right now your priorities are really messed up. And I was like, God. And no pressure, but if you're not happy, your whole family feels it. So add that to the list of things that we now have to be responsible for. Literally. Our yes. own mental well-being so that we don't damage our kids or, you know, create conflict with our husbands unnecessarily yeah. or, you know, yeah. whatever. I'm like, it's just like, it's exhausting. It yeah. is exhausting, but I find these conversations so restorative. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I sometimes, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, we had a, like a long lunch and we talked for a long time yes. and I left feeling so energized. Well, we, yes. And we had said, I did, I don't know. Did I text you? And I was like, can we go to lunch this week? Like, and you yes. were like, yes, let's do it. Where do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. The only thing I care about is I want to fat meal. I want like a good, I just, I need like a meal. And by the end of the conversation or the end of our meal, like we had, and both of us are not currently drinking. Like I'm not having any alcohol. You're not having any alcohol, but we were like, you know what? A glass of wine sounds delicious. And I got like, we got bruschetta and this huge pasta dish that was like lemony and asparagus. And it was so delicious and like literally filled every ounce of me. Like I left that lunch feeling like a new human. I'm like, this was like a soul nourishing body nourishing meal that I needed. I wanted good food and good conversation. And we talked for so long and I was, I was like a new human after that. And I hope that people will come away from listening to these episodes and feel a little bit like they got a piece of that. Yeah. Yep. That this will re-energize you about motherhood and make you feel like you can carry the mental load and hopefully or take away it. a few things that are helpful. <laughs> yeah. Or, sh- or share the mental load. <laughs> or share it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, we could, again, talk for hours and hours, but we're not going to. We're going to stop it here. But ultimately, um, I think we've kind of laid it in of, you know, the mental load and that you're not alone when you're feeling the mental load. We are not alone. We both feel it. We both experience it. Thankfully, we've done a lot of exercises with our family that have made some big shifts that have really helped our family. But it's still there still is that mental load, regardless of my husband helping and my kids helping and all the things. It's just a part of motherhood. Um, and you know, there are things we can do to improve it. And there are some days where we have to deal with it. And then there are other days where we just let it all go. And we're like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm going to drop all the balls. <laughs> I'm going to okay. sit on the couch <laughs> and Uber eat some food and just survive and start over tomorrow. And that's yeah. okay. And I think all the days are okay. So, um, next week, until next time, yes. Until next time, next week, we're chatting about motherhood and the media and social media and kind of playing the comparison games. So I think it'll kind of go hand in hand with, um, the mental load and, and all the things. So I'm excited about next week and I can't wait. <laughs>